happy Easter, Resurrection Sunday, whichever you choose to call it. Either way, we know that the tomb is empty and he is risen. He is risen indeed. The question is, will we recognize him when he calls? Of course, last week was Palm Sunday and Jesus rode into Jerusalem and and he cursed a fig tree and he cleansed the temple and turned over some tables and did some preaching and had a dinner. Then he was arrested after praying and crying in the garden and crucified for the sins of others, for our sins, my sins and yours. And he was buried. And his body rested. Today he is risen. He is risen indeed. But will we recognize him? You see, after he rose, he appeared to Mary. She didn't recognize him at first until he spoke to her and she realized who he was. Probably a familiar tone in his voice or something that he may have said that rang a bell to her. And he appeared to other disciples on the road and walked with them before they realized who he was. He appeared to disciples hiding out, afraid for their own lives. And he had one disciple that doubted it for a week before he saw him himself and felt him. And then they leave Jerusalem and they go to Galilee. And that's where we find them in John chapter 21, that they're in Galilee waiting to see if he appears to them again. Waiting, probably impatient, probably a little bored. And they do what most all of us do when we get in that position where we're waiting, where things are quiet, where we're worried about the things going on in the world around us. We're worried about what might come of us because we're afraid and we're letting the fear get a hope of us. We get back into a familiar routine, one we don't have to think about, one that takes our mind off of things tend to go back to where things started at. And that's where they're at. They're in Galilee, where it all started three and a half years earlier. And we see in chapter 21, starting in verse 1, it says, After this, Jesus revealed himself again to his disciples by the Sea of Tiberias. He revealed himself in this way. Simon Peter, Thomas called twin, Nathaniel from Cana of Galilee, Zebedee's sons and two other of his disciples were together. I'm going fishing, Simon Peter said to them. See, it's something familiar to them, something they've always done. I'm going fishing. Well, we're coming with you, they told him. They went out and got into the boat, and that night they caught nothing. Then daybreak came. Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples didn't know it was Jesus. Friends, Jesus called to them. You don't have any fish, do you? No, they answered. Cast the net on the right side of the boat, he told them, 
and you'll find some. So they did, and they were unable to haul it in because of the large number of fish. The disciple, the one Jesus loved, said to Peter, It is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he tied his outer garment around him, for he had taken it off, and plunged into the sea. Since they were not far from land, about a hundred yards away, the other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish. When they got out on the land, they saw a charcoal fire there with fish lying on it and bread. Bring some of the fish you've just caught, Jesus told them. So Simon Peter climbed up and hauled the net ashore, full of large fish, 153 of them. Even though there were so many, the net was not torn. Come and have breakfast, Jesus told them. None of the disciples dare ask him, Who are you? Because they knew it was the Lord. Jesus came, took the bread, and gave it to them. He did the same with the fish. This is now the third time Jesus appeared to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. You see, they got back into a habit of something that they'd done before. What their old job was just three and a half years earlier, they were fishermen. It's what they knew. They didn't have to think about nothing when they got in that boat. Sometimes we find ourselves in a position where we're waiting on God to give us an answer and things are quiet, or so they seem. But we're really worried about everything going on around us. We're focused on what the world's doing and we have fears of our own. And so we start doing things like we used to that we don't have to think about. And just when your mind starts to clear and you realize everything that you're doing is pretty fruitless, it's when Jesus cries out, friend. Oh, what a friend we have. He cries out to them from the shoreline, friend. And he knows exactly what their first problem is right there that they're facing right away, their fruitless efforts. You don't have any fish. Then he gives them instructions. Cast it on the other side. And the rewards are bountiful. When you follow the instruction of Jesus, the rewards are bountiful. And Peter is so caught up in the joy of realizing that it's the Lord that he jumps off the boat and starts going for shore and leaves it for everybody else to haul in the fish. Because just three and a half years earlier, he had been fishing all night and hadn't caught a thing. And this strange preacher man borrowed his boat for a sermon then told him to pull off in the deep water and lower his nets. Because when we look at Luke chapter 5, verses 4 through 7, we see just that. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Master, Simon replied, We've worked hard all night long and caught nothing. But if you say so, I'll let down the nets. And when they did this, they caught a great number of fish, and their nets began to tear. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. They came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. And that was Simon, his brother Andrew, and their partners were sons of Zebedee, John and James. And they're all in that boat again this time, three and a half years later, the exact same thing. 
all night long and no catch. Cast your nets on the other side. Once they did, they knew who it was. That familiarity. What I'm saying is, when you find yourself in that position where things seem to have gone all the way back to where you started, and you're feeling lost or scared because of things going on in the world around you or things that are happening to you, get quiet. Calm your mind and calm your heart so that you can hear God call out, Friend. And then He's going to give you instruction. And it's going to seem so obvious. It's something that you already knew. The instruction He's always given us. Love one another. Be kind to one another. Serve one another. Love God. And once you do, you realize the abundance of joy that he's going to give you. The abundance of blessings that are going to come your way. And you may not even realize that you've been receiving them the whole time. Because you've been so caught up in what's going on around you. That you lost your focus on God. Jesus is risen. The tomb is empty. Turn your eyes and your heart to God. And recognize the miracle that took place so long ago so that you and I could live in His presence. And sometimes the world gets so busy around us and we get caught up in it, we lose our focus. Take time, especially today, this Easter, to just sit quiet and listen for that cry of friend. And answer and respond. And follow his lead and his instruction. And you'll reap the greatest rewards of ever. Is just the blessings of knowing the love of Jesus Christ. And share that with others. Because that's what his instruction has always told us. Is to share his love. With everyone. question is will you recognize him when he calls friend will you see the familiarity of what happened when he first called you and you first felt that blessing and you first felt that joy Mary saw it when he called her by name because he had probably done that before The disciples on the road saw it when he finally sat down and spoke to them after a nice long walk of hearing them talk. Thomas saw it when he got to feel him and see him. Then after already have seen him, Peter and John and James and Thomas, Nathaniel and others, Recognized it when he said, cast the nets on the other side. They knew. And so overcome with joys, they didn't bother hauling the nets onto the boat. They just drug it on the shore. And then they got to enjoy dinner with him or breakfast 
they got to dine with him. And one day we will dine with him. The master calls friend. Will you recognize his voice? Will you recognize the familiarity of Jesus when he calls back out to you? Will we recognize the risen Savior? Jesus, Lord, I pray that you give us the eyes to see you when you call. And that when we're feeling lost or hopeless or broken or we're confused or fearful of our surroundings, worried about what's going on in the world around us, you give us something familiar so that we can calm our minds, so that we can hear you cry, friend. Because we know, Lord, that you have called us friends so that we can share the glory of God and share that with other people so that we can know your business because we are your friends. Lord, I ask that you touch our hearts and our minds so that we can serve you openly in the manner in which you see fit in the way that you have called us to do so so that we can love one another without any reproach, so that we can serve each other and so that we can spread your gospel message to the lost. We know that the first command is to love the Lord our God above all others. And the second one is to love our neighbors. We love ourselves. And Lord, we try to live that life, and it's so hard in this world, but we know that with you, it's your love moving through us that makes it possible. We ask that you continue to bless us with that and with an overabundance of that joy and that love so that we can share it with as many people as possible. And we ask that we recognize that it's because of the events that happened so long ago today that the tomb is empty, that you are risen, that you have defeated death and sin in the grave for our sake so that we can share this message with others so that they can have eternal life with you also. We ask that you allow us to carry that message in the world with us and give us peace of mind and peace of heart to know that that's the message that we carry. And we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. I uh, hope you enjoyed it, and a happy Easter to everybody. If you enjoy this message, please share it with as many people as you can. Also, feel free to visit the website, www.brotherjamesparty.com. You can also follow us on social media at Brother James Party. If you feel like you want to visit our church at any time, we are open every Sunday at 11 o'clock, Union Church in Nazarene, Union Church Lane, Thaxton, Mississippi. Hope to see you there, and God bless.